flirting and gagging with Nene. I am your host with the most back hair because no one likes to help me shave it. Here to spill tea on everything that keeps my glitter-filled brain stimulated. From travel tips to theme parks to life lessons with your favorite femme, you'll never know what you'll get, but we literally have to learn something by the end of all this. Whether you're cleaning endless amounts of dog hair off your floor or, um, um, ooh, I know ghosting the man who invited you all the way to the beach only to leave your ass there completely blacked out after you pre-gamed by chugging two Trader Joe's margaritas before you got in the Uber. <gasps> Or if you're working in a classroom and just caught one of your kids smuggling a whole ass family sized bag of cinnamon toast crunch inside their desk, listen, I am here for you, goddamn bitch. We've really been going through it this month. So sit back, grab yourself a cocktail, and let's start the motherfucking show. Welcome to episode three, bitch. It's motherfucking episode three, and I am so excited that we are popping out episodes harder than the turds that would launch out of my body throughout my childhood. Thank you all so much for being here. It's going to be a great show. We're going to start off by addressing some Disney news that just came out, tea, and then we're going to answer some questions, and who knows what we'll do after that. I am just letting the wind guide me this week. I am Pocahontas this week bitch because oh my god it has been the most insane week ever it's been so overwhelming and I'm just ready to relax with you guys we're gonna have a cute story time we're gonna have a cute old kiki it's gonna be fun it's gonna be entertaining and it's gonna be so nice and easy and I cannot wait so go grab your headphones knock your crying baby out with some ZQL because fuck them kids and let's get into it the Disney lookbook just changed. Disney look just changed. Oh my God. That is what we're getting into first because bitch, we have to talk about it. It doesn't affect me at all, but I'm crying for my fellow gays and girls and my fucking goths, bitch, because this is our time to shine. Now, most of you guys are cast members and you guys already know what Disney look is, but for those of you who aren't, Disney look is basically a standard that Disney has created to basically enforce throughout the resort to make sure that everybody looks as Caucasian and non-threatening as possible. It's not to embrace any sort of culture. It's not to embrace any sort of individuality. They want everyone to look as like 1950s cookie cutter Caucasian as possible so that the guests don't feel threatened or upset or whatever the fuck it is in any sort of way. Now, the Disney look, um, it's so fucking problematic. Like, some things, yeah, like, are normal in Disney look, where they're like, please, like, wear deodorant and don't look like a piece of shit, like, which I totally get and some cast members needed. Um, But then there was a lot of shit that was like, oh, girls can't buzz their hair, and, like, if you're a woman of color and, like, you want to wear braids, like, the braids have to look a certain way, and I remember, like, one of my black friends, like, they fucking, they, they got her, they fucking snatched her ass up, bitch, because she had, um, you know when you have those, like, little gold, um, rings around your braids, which also looks so cute, and it's just so, like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, it's just a little gold ring that you would just keep in your braid, and I always felt like it just kept the braids looking really tight, and I've seen them be put in and like you just you like put it in and you just squeeze it together and it just keeps the braids tight, especially if you have them cornrowed like to your scalp. It just makes your hair look um, just so like crisp and so brand new. And like they had a problem with that. They had a problem with nail polish colors like 
there was a fucking wheel and like the crackheads of Disneyland who were like the Disney look police. And it was always the ugly bitches too. It was always the ugliest bitches that were always enforcing Disney look. It was like, you're fucking mad that you can't do makeup. You're fucking mad that your nails look like a football player's. You're fucking mad that you look like fucking Raggedy Ann. So you see someone that's looking like cuter than you and you just feel the need to just police, police, police. So yeah, so Disney look controlled your eyeshadow, your lashes, your nails, your makeup, your hair, your haircut. It was just so weird and just so outdated. And the biggest thing I feel um, a part of the Disney look book was you couldn't show any tattoos, like any tattoos, which always was so weird to me because like some tattoos, like I get it. Like if you have like a tattoo that says like, I like to like fuck hard and like ride cock. Like, okay, no, I get it. Like cover that shit up. Like this is a family amusement park. But there's like some tattoos where like someone would have like a Mickey Mouse on their wrist, like like three dots that would create a Mickey Mouse on their wrist. And it was a Disney tattoo and it would need to be covered up. Or it, it was just like stupid, simple shit that literally made no sense. And bitch, if anyone knows me and my journey through Fantasyland, bitch, I had to fight. I had to fight to keep my gay ass there covered in glitter and eyeshadow and lashes and foundation and all this shit. Oh my God. It was, it was a fucking journey. But by the end of it, um, I really came out a fucking champion because bitch, everyone knows, everyone knows about the Fantasyland Femme Execution of 18, which literally was... The funniest thing to ever fucking happened. I'm going to go through it right now. Basically, I had been there for a couple years wearing makeup and it was never, it was just never a thing. Like my makeup looked bomb as fuck. If anything, like all the females who were managers or all the females who just worked in Fantasyland did not look like they had their shit together. So I feel like no one could ever tell me shit because it was like, how are you going to have ugly ass makeup and then tell me how to do makeup? But anyways, um, I actually was coached one time about my makeup, which is so fucking funny. And it was actually pretty great because it was by another gay manager who I absolutely love and adore so fucking much. I still talk to him till this day. I'm not going to fucking name call him just in case I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But um, yeah, he just like was like, hey, sis, like step your pussy up. And I was like, oh, period. Okay, got it. A- absolutely, sir. And I stepped my fucking pussy up and we looked like a million dollars after that. But I'm like so glad that he had the conversation with me because it would just would have gone so downhill if it was done by a female um, who had busted ass makeup or worse, if it was done by like a straight man. Oh my God. I'd be like, sir, you smell like ball sack. You smell like literal ball sack. Your shirt needs to be ironed. I would just go on a fucking roll. So anyways, the Fantasyland Femme execution of 18 was fucking hilarious basically um some gays in fantasyland took makeup and self-expression to new heights bitch they were doing full drag in fantasyland which by the way i was fucking living for but management was not i know that there was someone in um (laughs) there was someone in village house which was like the pinocchio restaurant that's now the beauty and the beast restaurant and he was wearing like i guess big ass false eyelashes which i think i don't if anybody can correct me, I don't, are girls allowed to wear falsies? Because they're working in foods. Basically, attractions and foods, there were two different departments. And I don't know who could do what and who couldn't do the other. But to me, like wearing false lashes when working in foods just seems like, uh, ooh, I don't know if I would do that because you're literally food prepping. 
like I know here at work, like the girls can't have any jewels, any chains or anything um, on like glued to their nails because you just never know if any of that shit will fall off and into someone's food. So false lashes, like, okay, I get it. Like I was on Disney side, like, okay, I get it. I don't know about false lashes in foods, but if the girls were allowed to do it and he wasn't, I would have fucked some shit up. And then there was a gay in Fantasyland who was so sweet. I don't really know what the tea with him was, but um, but I know his ass got snatched up, gal. They got my girl. They got my good Judy, my good femme. Oh my God, they snatched his ass up so hard. And I don't know what it was for. I think he had acrylic nails or he had like a highlighter on that was like, I guess, too poppin' for... um. For everyone to handle. I don't know what it was, but basically the the higher up Caucasians were like their blood was boiling. And so they basically started the Fantasyland Femme Execution of 18, where basically they created a list of all the femme gays who wear makeup and they just started demolishing bitch. They just started calling them down one by one by one, calling them fucking out, calling them downstairs, and started interrogating them. And just telling them that they were not allowed to wear makeup anymore because um, one or two people ruined it for everyone. It was very much that situation. So I remember I came to work in full fucking face like la 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 because I only worked weekends. And I guess all this shit had gone down during the weekdays and I just did not know about it. So I walked into work on Friday looking cute as fuck in my full face. And I walk in um, backstage and everyone's like, <gasps> and like literally gasps when they see me and they're like, and I'm like, oh my God, here we fucking go. The bitches are jealous, girl. They're jealous. What do you guys want? You guys want some tips? You guys want some money? What do you, what do you need? What do you need? And so everyone was like, um, did you get the memo that you're like not allowed to wear makeup to work anymore? Because like the gays were going crazy. And I was like, um, no, I did not get the memo and I'm in full fucking face right now. And so I basically just went about my shift and, um, oh God, this bitch, this fucking bitch that no one liked, no one liked this bitch. I'm telling you, it was always the ugly bitches that had something to say. And, um, she was like, she came up to me, she's like, oh honey, oh my gosh, like all condescending, like, oh, you didn't get the memo. So what happened was I got called down to management like 3.5 seconds into my shift because that's how it was. They literally were here to execute. And I went down and I walked into the office. I closed the door and these two female managers who, by the way, I love and adore so much. They were so uncomfortable having this conversation with me because this rule just didn't apply to me. You know what I mean? Like my shit had never been a problem. My colors were always on point. If I, I had like I had this one eyeshadow palette from Mac that I custom made and um, I had a Fantasyland section of the palette and I had a Frontierland section of the palette. So like they would kind of like resemble the outfit and the color wheel so that it wouldn't look too dramatic when in the land. So these two managers sit me down and they're both so uncomfortable and they're just like, oh my gosh, like, how do we do this? Like, we look busted as fuck. Like, my eyebrows look like shit. And like, uh, how am I going to tell this guy that he can't do what he needs to do? So the conversation started and they both looked at me and they're like, Hi. So listen, um, um, and then there was like a lot of hesitation. And then a minute in, one of them was like, why don't you tell us, um, why don't you walk us through your morning process and tell us what you put on your face in the morning? I literally looked at her and I said, it's none of your business what I put on my face in the morning, which it wasn't. And they were like, uh, oh, got it. Okay. Um, got it. Got it. 
And then she was like, well, um, we're having a problem with um, uh, two other boys in um, Fantasyland who have been going a little far and have been, um, you know, doing this and doing that. And they told me about the eyelashes. They told me about the nails. They told me about the highlighter. And then basically they were like, so yeah, so um, they basically were like, now we have to discriminate against femme gays and just make sure that no one is looking good for work. And um, and yeah, and then I just kindly, really, really kindly, really nicely um decline their offer um which basically left them both like uh like bitch we weren't asking and I was like no no you were asking because I'm not fucking doing that and um my reasoning was just um yeah you know you're upset that someone wore lashes you're upset that someone had acrylic nails and you're upset that someone's highlighter was fucking blinding I'm not doing either of the three so I don't have acrylics on I don't have fake lashes on I don't have a crazy highlighter on so case is closed and I'm gonna go back to work now is, is are you guys good is everything settled we've agreed I'm not changing shit because your fucking rules don't apply to me because bitch I've been in Disney look I've been trying to look as Caucasian as I fucking possibly can I've been trying to look as you know I've been just trying to look cute cute you know and so they both were like listen we don't have a problem with your look. We've never had a problem. It's never been an issue. But she has a problem. She does. And who they're referencing was a woman who is the head of Disney look um, for the Disneyland Resort, Disney World, Aulani, and Disney Cruise Line, I believe. And they were like, she has a problem with it. So I was like, okay, well, what's the problem? And... Um, and then, yeah, and then we just started talking and I told him and I was like, listen, if, if she sees my look and if she looks at me, she's not going to have a problem because all the things that she's complaining about don't apply to me. And they're both like, yeah, no, we agree. Like we, she should see you. And so what they ended up doing was they called her on their little fucking walkie talkie. And she's a very busy woman who bounces in between the resorts because she's kind of the head of Disney look for all these different resorts. And she's just kind of all over the place. And they called to see if she was at the resort and she happened to be there. And I was there when they were talking to her. They're like, hey, so we're going through the the fags right now who are wearing makeup. And we have one fag here who we don't feel like is an issue and does makeup well and has never had an issue. So what do we do? And I could just hear her say, bring him to me. And I was like, oh, bitch, here we go. Here we fucking go. So the two managers were like, okay, I guess we're going on a field trip. We're going to go and visit her. And her office was um, all the way on Main Street, somewhere like behind Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, who, um, by the way, if, for those of you who don't know, is sexy as fuck. Please go and visit him when he opens. So we walk over there together and I'm like, okay, bitch, like, here we go. This is it. This is it. Like, this is the queen of Disney look who's basically going to tell me if she likes it or not. And I don't know if she's homophobic. I don't know if she's white. She's probably fucking white. Um, I just, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. She could hate it. She could love it. And if she doesn't love it, I'm going to just like dance in a conversation with her to um, just have her understand how stupid her logic is and how none of her logic applies to me. So I was just ready to play. Yeah, I was ready to play and bitch, I was ready to fight. So we went over to her office and I remember when we sat down, um, she was like looking at me up and down. She scanned me up and down. And I remember she had something to say about my eyebrows, I believe it was. And she was like, ooh, you're, you know, it's your eyebrows. Like your eyebrows are a little 
too harsh or or too, you know, she just said my eyebrows were harsh or something. And then I literally looked at her. I licked my finger. I pushed down on my eyebrow as hard as I could with my finger and I swiped it across my face. I revealed my finger to her and I literally was like, these are my real eyebrows. And in that moment, I feel like she felt like she kind of insulted me because she's like, oh, like your eyebrows are painted too dark. And I'm like, bitch, I'm Middle Eastern and I'm hairy as fuck. These are my fucking eyebrows. And um, and yeah, after that, she she was gagging. She was gooped. She was gagging. She didn't have a problem. And it was the first time that she had really seen a boy with makeup on that was proper, that matched Disney look. It was kind of like the first of its of its time where it was like, oh my gosh, like we've never really came out with a guideline for boys wearing makeup to match Disney look. And so she asked to take photos. She took a bunch of different photos of me, different profiles, different shots. And then she was like, I'm going to be emailing this to the teams um, in Aulani, I think she said, and Disney World and Disneyland. I mean, we were in Disneyland, but oh, Disney Cruise Line. And basically, I became the face for boys wearing makeup in Disney look. So that's the fucking story. And I remember after she was like, she gave me her card. She gave me her phone number. And she was like, if any manager gives you a problem, if any lead gives you a problem, you call me and I'll set them straight and let everybody know in your department that your makeup has been approved by me. Um, And bitch, I felt like a fucking boss ass bitch. It was like Stonewall, bitch. I felt like Marsha P. Johnson throwing the first brick at these fucking Disney execs. And Haney, we made her street. I literally walked back and all the ugly ass like looking trolls um, who were like like the female trolls that were just ugly ass girls who were just so angry and bothered about my makeup and who were like, he's wearing makeup. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you can't do makeup and you're so upset about it. I walked in um, after my manager meeting and usually after the manager meetings, like I would assume that you get sent home if you don't have a makeup wipe, like you get sent home for the day, like you can't work. And I got sent back to my shift and everyone was like so confused everyone was like what the fuck happened like how are you back and I was like yeah my makeup was approved by so and so and as soon as I said her name everyone was gagging because she was the head of Disney look and um I just um went up to that bitch and I was like oh yeah no they loved it they loved it so much and that was that and she was like oh oh I'm I'm so happy for you, hun. I'm so happy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, bitch. Go back to your fucking ugly ass looking ass fucking rock standing there. I greet her, bitch. So I don't want to say that I'm actually, I feel like I am the Christopher Columbus of boys wearing makeup in Fantasyland. I don't know if I was the first, but I was the first to be approved and actually celebrated, I feel. I feel like the others, their asses got sent home. Their asses got sent home and they tried to get me, girl, and I had to fight. I had to fucking fight. And it's so funny because after I did all that fighting and I was like, I am like, I am like, I am sticking with this makeup. It's doing nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. It looks good. I look better than you bitches. Literally after I fought that hard for it and I got my look approved and it was smooth sailing, I dead ass quit. Like... (laughs) I quit. I quit the company like a month later. I left and I was like, fuck, like all that hard work for nothing. But it was it was time for me to leave. So, yeah. So the whole point of all this is that Disney has five. Wait, they had four keys or they had five keys. They had some fucking keys and these keys represent their moral compass as a company. Like one key was safety and one key is um, 
show and then there's courtesy and then fuck what's the other key is there one more key or are there two more keys one key's like magic or it's like happiness or it's like bad bitchery or i don't know what the fuck it is but they have these keys so disney just announced with you know them being down and the black lives matter movement and just what the world has become which by the way is just so necessary and i'm just so glad that We've really taken this year to just be so vocal about things that have been going on forever and that we're just done and we're just sick and tired of this shit and this shit is not okay and we've shown a lot of resilience and a lot of just strength and this this climate has just become a certain way where it it goes against Disney's fundamental values of acceptance and love and magic if they're going to exclude, which is why... Their new key that they just added is inclusion. And this basically means that they've, they're allowing tattoos now. They're allowing boys to wear nail polish now, which was never a thing for me. Like I could not wear nail polish. Actually, no, I did wear nail polish. I wore nude colored nail polish and um, just like clear gel. But now like boys can wear black nail polish and boys can wear hoop earrings and girls can chop their hair off. So yeah, so this is so exciting. This is the future that I was dreaming of and that I was fighting for um, a couple years back. And I am so happy for all of my friends, all of my gays um, to just be able to like fully self-express themselves in a responsible way, like in a family-friendly, responsible way. But just I'm over like tattoos being looked at as not family-friendly. I'm over like blatant homophobia in the name of like tradition and customs it's like what like fuck you like like i'm sorry what (laughs) and it's just so fucking dumb it's like i'm over homophobia i'm over just like discrimination against people who have tattoos that aren't bad that don't say anything offensive that aren't mean and also in some settings it just makes the entire ride look so much better everyone knows i have the hots for someone who is in the new disney lick big i think his name is dylan he's a ginger um why is every dylan a ginger am i tripping like every dylan that i know is dead ass a ginger and they're all hot um but anyways he was literally there And he was in the Haunted Mansion costume and he had black nail polish on and he just looked so spooky and uh, it looks so good and I cannot wait. And I can't wait to see what the guys at Pirates do. Pirates, like like nail polish on Pirates or um, like hoop earrings would give a very like Jack Sparrow kind of vibe with the costume. I'm just so, so ready. And um, and I hope this means that my females, because another thing that they released was like, they're going to relax on the gender for the costumes. Like, like people can pick their own costumes because... For those of you who don't know, when you work in a land at Disneyland, boys have to wear this costume, girls have to wear this costume. And if you are trans or come out or are are uncomfortable with the gender costume that is assigned to you, it literally has to get approved by several people and they have to like literally scan you up and down to see if it looks good. Like, I don't fucking know why. Like, if you want to wear that costume, wear that fucking costume. So with this whole inclusion thing, they are letting anybody um, just try like wear any costume that they want. Which is so cool, which basically means that um, the women at Indy can stop wearing those ugly ass pants that just give them that 
gorgeous, that gorgeous Pum Pum Camel Toe Hanny. I'm so excited for my brothers, my sisters, my non-binaries, everyone in between to just come to work and just fully come in and just embrace themselves and to just have so much more fun at work in a more inclusive setting. My Twitter's been popping off. I already saw a picture of this super, super cute boy and he is, um, he's working Galaxy's Edge, I'm assuming in Florida. And he already has this like army green nail polish on that literally matches his costume perfectly. It's like the same color green that's in his costume. And I'm just so excited. And for all the cast members that spent all their time just policing Disney look and just being dumbass bitches, they're going to have to find a new personality trait. So I'm just really excited to see what they come up with and how they find new ways to be annoying and problematic because we just know they won't stop. All right, so let's go ahead and answer some questions. I just had these popped up on my phone. It's so hard to keep like track of these because all I do is I screenshot them and that's how I remember. And I don't ever add them to an album. Okay, here we go. Okay, so Hannah Crowley, my very good Judy, um, she asked a couple of questions. Um, I'm going to start with the first one. And she wrote, oh my God, I forgot about this. She wrote, tell me about the time your local McDonald's closed for a year. Oh my God. This is the funniest. This is the funniest story ever. So we have a local McDonald's in South Pass and it's like across the street from the pharmacy. And it was like a really old school looking ass McDonald's for a very long time. Like I'm talking about like a playground in the back still. The red brick rooftops, like the old like golden arches, like that junk, that giant chunky sign. And um, like the word around the block was that they were going to renovate it to make it into a new McDonald's when they were doing that. You know, when McDonald's closed all their locations and they started renovating and that's where they came out with like the new drive throughs where it's like a dual drive through where there's like two windows, like two places to order. And then when you go inside, there um, is like touch screens for you to for you to order at and all the furniture is just really fucking uncomfortable. Like that was what they were going to do with ours. But for some reason, ours was going to cl- like it was going to take a whole ass year, a whole ass year to redo our McDonald's. I don't know why our McDonald's wasn't like they they didn't it wasn't one of the McDonald's where they had to completely demolish it to the floor and then build up like if if I'm not mistaken they just refurbished it and it literally made no sense as to why it was closed for a whole year but it was going to be closed for a whole year and I was in agony like it was so painful it was it was so sad and um I'm such a fucking crackhead I'm literally so embarrassing when the McDonald's in South Pass finally opened after a year I came to school and I had made a bunch of McDonald's buttons to celebrate the reopening of our small town's McDonald's. And um, the, it, it was a it was like a homemade button, which, by the way, isn't even a button. Like what I did was I, I printed a bunch of uh, photos and the photos. It was a McDonald's logo and it said they're back or it's back or it said something like that. And then what I did was I laminated all these little photos, I cut them out, and then I glued like safety pins to the back of them so then people can wear them on their outfits. 
And then I wore a whole ass McDonald's outfit. Like I literally wore a McDonald's shirt and I was in color and I literally wore these buttons and I was handing out these buttons around school and everyone was eating them up and it was like the funniest thing ever. And then after school, I basically created a gang to walk to the McDonald's after school to celebrate, to kick off the launch of the new McDonald's and to celebrate and to just enjoy our day at McDonald's. Like, like how kids used to do back in the day. Like, do you remember when McDonald's used to have like birthday parties? You could have your birthday party at McDonald's and you could get a cake there and all that. So yeah, so I handed out all my buttons and Hannah is so funny because she was one of the people who um, got a button and I'm almost positive she still has one. And I'm going to ask her to send me a picture of it. I feel like I asked her to send me a picture of the button ages ago. But um, but I'm going to have her send me another picture of it because it was so funny. And the best part of this entire experience, you guys, when we all marched to McDonald's, we all marched there and we walked in and the the workers there were like, what the fuck is going on? Like all these kids walked in, everyone had their buttons on. I had a McDonald's outfit on literally with my button on the buttons was like McDonald's it's back. And the workers were just like random teenagers where it was, it was like literally like their first day at work. It was their first job. And they were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what do we sign up for? And yeah, um, I basically created a whole McDonald's gang and we posted up and I had like celebratory opening day buttons and a whole outfit and it was the funniest shit ever. And yeah, that was um, the McDonald's grand reopening of South Pasadena. And I don't know what year that was. That was maybe 2013. Was it 2013? Yeah, it, it was 2013 because I feel like it was our junior year of high school, which is either 20. It was either 2012 or 2013. But yeah, that is that. <laughs> And then Hannah's next question is, um, she said, I would honestly love to hear you talk about what it was like growing up at the pharmacy. Not sure if it's too specific for the podcast, but in the fifth grade, I felt like hot shit just for knowing you and getting free ice cream. Okay. Oh my God. The pharmacy. Okay. The pharmacy. So I feel like, yeah, we're going to have to like talk about it at some point. So let's just get it out of the way. Let's get that shit out of the way, girl. So there's a pharmacy that exists in South Pasadena and uh, my family owns it and we have owned it since I was very, very small. I was like seven years old when we bought it. And, um, and yeah, basically I became very popular at school because the pharmacy was like an ice cream shop and a candy shop. And like, everyone's like, you own that. And I was like, well, my parents do, but then I would get free ice cream and free candy all the time. So all the kids were like, you know, their kids like, oh my God, like you own a candy and ice cream store. So it was, it was, it was a big deal. It was a very big deal, um, in its time. And it's so interesting to hear like other people's um, side to the story of like seeing how lucky I was, which which I was. I was totally lucky and I still am extremely lucky because I'm still here and so, so, so blessed. But also like looking at it from my side um, to answer Hannah's question, what was it like growing up? I mean, it was magical. It was literally, literally magical. It was magnificent. It was what any kid would ever dream about, like, absolutely, like, we would have unlimited candy, unlimited ice cream, unlimited food, unlimited everything. It, it was like a dream, you know? But also, it was, it was very much a double-edged sword, and, you know, it, it came with a lot of responsibility, and what a lot of people don't understand is 
after school, when school would end, you know, when I was in elementary school, I was in the third grade, my brother would get off um, of school, get out of school in middle school, and he would walk down to my elementary school, he would pick me up, and we would walk together to work. We'd walk together to the pharmacy, and, you know, he was older at the time, I was too small, I was seven, but he was 12, and his ass would go straight to work. Like, he had to work every single day after school. He had to wash dishes. He had to serve customers. He, he, you know, it was, it was like fucking child labor, bitch. They put our asses to work. Now, when we first got the place and I was seven, I wasn't necessarily, like, working as a seven-year-old, but definitely I started learning the retail not soon after. I was definitely, like, nine or ten, like, working the cash register in the retail. And so, yeah, you know, it was... It was really, really special, but also I felt like we were inside of the pharmacy kind of looking out at the kids, frolicking around the street, eating the ice cream, hanging out with their friends, and like going to the park and being able to go do all these different things that they wanted to do. You know, when you, when you were a kid and it was it was summer, when you'd get out of school for summer, the options were endless. You could just go and do whatever you wanted, whereas in my brother and I, when school ended or when it was summer, we had to... We had to step our pussies up and we had to work. So it definitely helped me a lot and it taught me so many new lessons. And it's why I feel like I'm so good with people and I'm such um, an extrovert and I just love talking to people and meeting new people. And it's because when I was very young, my family just threw me, me and my brother, my brother and I, they threw us out into the fucking shark tank. And they were like, go talk to strangers, go make friends, and go sell shit, and go bring us some fucking coin. And, you know, it, it really did work because, you know, when we were little, people saw, people saw that and they loved that. They loved the family dynamic. They loved the family business setting. They loved seeing mom and dad in the back working, working hard, and the two younger sons cleaning ice cream off the floor or washing dishes or helping out in the retail or decorating for the holidays. Um, so... To answer your question, Hannah, you know, um, at the time, I felt like I was kind of trapped and I felt um, kind of sad that I didn't get to do what other kids were doing. And I kind of was was um, just looking at everything from a, like a, a seven year old's perspective of like, I want to go out and I want to play. And like, yeah, sure, I had ice cream and candy, but it's like, holy shit, like how much ice cream and candy can you fucking have until you're like, cool, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go out and play now. You know, and it, you're over the whole ice cream and candy phase, like within the first month of you having the business. And after that, you're like, okay, cool. Like now what, bitch? So now looking back at it as an adult, oh, I am so thankful, so grateful, so lucky because I learned so many things. I've been working since I was tiny and I really, really had a great sense of money and an appreciation for money and how hard it was to earn money. And I feel like I didn't go through my like stupid teenager phase of like getting my credit card for the first time and, you know, fucking maxing it out. And, and like, I didn't, I didn't go through that. I didn't go through a lot of things that normal kids went through my age. And it was really because like I was taught these really harsh lessons at a very young age and I had to work really, really hard for my money. And it's also why like, People always ask, they're like, oh my gosh, like, how are you able to travel everywhere? Like, I went to, I went to China right when I turned 18 and Japan and Paris and London and Mexico and just all these different places. And 
a lot of people at Disney just never really understood that. They were like, uh, your check looks like mine, right? Like, are you getting a different fucking paycheck than I am? And um, what they didn't understand was, baby, I was receiving a fucking paycheck since, you know, I've been receiving a paycheck since I was seven years old. I've been saving up. So when it came to me turning 18, I had all this money and I was like, I want to go and see the world and I want to get the fuck out of here. And I want to go and enjoy my money and spend it and just live. So um, I, I still consider myself so lucky and just just lucky is the best way to, to put it. I'm just so thankful for my upbringing and for my childhood and for all the lessons that I learned um, and just me being put through the ringer. And, you know, even in high school, like in high school, I was fucking I was a manager in high school. Uh, and I feel like not a lot of people can say that, like, and I'm not talking about like a senior year in high school. I'm dead ass talking about like freshman year in high school. Some seniors would walk across high school to, um, introduce themselves to me because, because they really wanted me to give them a job. And it was just such a crazy experience. I was like a ninth grader and seniors were coming up to me and saying, hi, can you please hire me? I know you're the manager there. So it was just really different. Um, I think, like I said, when I was really little, I kind of looked at it as a burden and I was just really upset about a lot of things all the time and just always just looking at things of like, you always want what you can't have, right? That's always how life works. And lately, I've just learned to really just focus on everything that I have and just really appreciate and just not take anything for granted because we're doing that way too much and uh it's just it's it's just really really important for you to know how lucky we are and know how how good we really have it compared to other people and like something that i do a lot of my close friends know this already my family knows this already but i i feel like as individuals we're always trying to wish for something we are always taught to make wishes you see a shooting star make a wish you see 11 11 make a wish it's your birthday make a wish and we're always taught this cycle of asking for things that we don't have looking at our lives paying attention to things that we don't have and that we want and just making wishes for those things and lately, I've just been practicing not doing that. <laughs> and um, I see 11-11 a lot. In fact, I've been seeing 11-11 now more than ever with what I've been doing. And what I do is um, every time that I see 11-11, my friends know this, I, I don't make a wish. Every time I see 11-11, anytime anything happens where I'm supposed to make a wish, I pause, I stop. I look around me, I focus on my surroundings, and then I just thank the universe for everything that I have. It's just important for you to stop and to just acknowledge everything that you do have and to acknowledge how lucky we are and how grateful we are for what we've been given. And I use 1111 or a shooting star. I know I just saw a shooting star last week when I was in Yosemite, and, um, and even birthday wishes. It's just... I take advantage of those moments to just stop and really focus on my life and to just really acknowledge everything that I have and just be so grateful for it. 
And ever since I've been doing this, I've noticed that I've been seeing 1111 way more often. And I've been seeing crazy things like shooting stars. And I mean, my birthday only comes once a, once a year, but I mean, I, I still use that as an opportunity to, to do that as well. And it just helps you become so much more grounded. And, and also it helps you focus on like, okay, if there is something that you want, is if there is something that you desire, manifest that shit, bitch. Like, Put the work in, focus on what you want, and really outline what it is that you want and how you're going to fucking get there. And my brother always taught me, my family, my, my elders always taught me to plan my work and work my plan and you will get anything that you fucking want. It's very like Princess and the Frog, like Tiana, like we don't have time to wish on fucking shooting stars, bitch. We get things by working hard for what we believe in and... um. And yeah, and, and that's where I'm at right now. So um, as far as the pharmacy goes, I am so thankful and so lucky and um, I can really acknowledge what I what I had previously. And, and I, listen, I haven't lost it. I, I'm still here. I still acknowledge how amazing it is and I still show up to work every single day, you know, and I try to show up every single day with that mentality. Of course, it is work. And, you know, sometimes we don't like to come to work and and I've definitely needed my family's help to snap me out of that mentality of like, fuck, I fucking hate this place. It's a fucking burden. And it really takes my family to sit me down and say, listen, bitch, you're fucking lucky. And people wish that they were in your shoes. And um, and that's when I just really get to snap out of it and just really be thankful and grateful um, for what I have. So yeah, the pharmacy is amazing. It, it It's an amazing experience. It's done so much for me. I literally cannot imagine my life without it. It's taken up my entire life, literally. Over 16 years of my life has been here. Um... So yeah, but it was awesome. Free ice cream and free ice cream was always so much fun, even though I could never have it because as we learned in episode one, my teeth are too sensitive. All right, our last question. I think this is going to be our last question just because I'm getting tired. Um, but... Miss Haley, Miss Haley Joy King, honey, my very good Judy. Hi, queen. Um, she asked two questions. I'm actually going to answer one of them now and maybe the other one um, on another day. But this one is a huge one, you guys. She asked, what are your makeup tips for the parks for maintaining a beat face? Okay, this one's huge because, you guys, this it's COVID and we have to wear face masks now. So I feel like I've really come out with a brand new makeup routine. That just saves a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of frustration, and just packs a punch, bitch. So here's the thing. We have to wear face masks now, and I know not a lot of people are going to agree with me. I know that this may stir some shit up, but I actually recommend not wearing any sort of face makeup as far as foundation goes to the parks during COVID. Here's the thing. So. You're going to be putting in all this work and effort for your face, for your complexion, for your contour, for your nose, for whatever. I know Haley. Haley is the lip magician. I call her the lip magician because she will contour the fuck out of her lips. I know it sounds fucking crazy, but she literally contours her lips to make them look juicy and voluptuous. 
And honestly, right now, it's like, okay, you're going to put in all that effort and it's never going to be seen. You're going to have a face mask on. And not only is it never going to be seen, but the face mask will literally ruin it. No matter what setting spray you guys use, you guys, you guys can use the best setting spray in the world. Fuck, you can even do the old drag queen tip where they would grab hardcore hairspray gel and they would spray their faces with hairspray, bitch. You could even do that and it will not be enough if there is a piece of cloth fabric scraping against your face up and down, up and down, up and down. It's going to remove the makeup. Now, not only that, but you guys also, I know that a lot of you females um, have noticed that you're breaking out a lot. During COVID, people have been wearing masks and you're breaking out a lot and that is actually from your makeup. Honestly, dead ass. Makeup is not good for your complexion. It's not good for your skin. And that is why skincare is extremely important. So when you're putting this substance that your skin really doesn't fucking like called foundation and you're just covering your face in it, it's already doing enough damage. And then on top of that, you just want to trap the skin with a fucking like mask. So literally the skin won't even be able to breathe through the foundation. Yeah, guess what's going to happen? Your skin's going to make a whole bunch of oils. They're going to get trapped there with the mask. The mask holds a lot of bacteria. And bitch, you're going to break out. So this is what I do. I don't wear any sort of face foundation contour makeup if it means that I'm going to a theme park and I'm going to have to wear a mask the entire day. I just fucking don't. It's not worth it. It's a lose-lose situation. Not only will nobody be able to see my face... All the hard work that I put in underneath is going to be scraped off by my mask and I'm going to break out at the end of it. However, with the new mask policy, one thing, the one thing that everybody sees is your eyes. So with COVID, I have been going bold with my eyes, bitch. I pop the fuck off with my eyes. I put all my attention on my eyes. I'm not afraid to play with color, with glitters, with cut creases. Um, my good friend Brie, she um, loves to play with like colored graphic liners, which I always hated, hated, hated doing before quarantine. But I've noticed that no, it's actually a really great alternative because I need that really bold eye and that colored graphic winged liner just makes such a, a just makes everything pop. So yeah, so that's my tip for the parks, ladies. Fuck your face, fuck your complexion, just leave it bare. Feed your skin all the nutrients it needs, put on a good moisturizer, a good serum, and then put that mask on. And then go ham with the eyes, bitch. I do put on concealer, I do put on concealer and I blend it into my skin. And lately, I've just been going ham with the eye looks. Don't be afraid to go hard with the eye looks because remember, your mask is covering your face. I noticed when you go hard with the eyes, it doesn't look as crazy as it would before when you'd have a whole face on and contour and nose contour and lip contour and all that other shit. So that is my biggest makeup hack for the park. Save your time, save your money, save your energy, leave the foundation for... An event where you're going to be with your family and you might not have to wear a mask the entire time because you guys are all together and you, everyone's all vaccinated. But if you're going to a theme park, fuck the foundation, focus on the eyes. And what I personally love to do, and I actually would do this a lot, um, I think I did this a lot in Japan, where I would buy rhinestones and I would glue the rhinestones onto my eyeballs and onto my forehead and onto my face. And I'm really, really getting back into that. Rhinestones, glitter, cut creases, graphic liners. Do not be afraid to play with all the colors of the rainbow and pop off, baby. 
Alrighty, that is the show this week, you guys. It was super nice, super fun, super relaxing. We did a little bit of story time. We answered just a couple of questions. We had a little bit of a kiki, a laugh here and there, a goop, a gag, you know, the usual. I originally had a guest on this week to make the episode much longer. And then guess what? I did the entire interview and the audio got fucked for the entire interview, you guys. I know it may seem like I know what I'm doing. I know it may seem like I have my shit together, but the truth is I am, I am still fag. I am Groot. I am fag. You know, I, I, I can't help it. I don't know what a Toyota Corolla looks like and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with any of this fucking audio equipment. I literally do everything myself and I've learned off of like three YouTube videos. So please hang in there. I love you guys so much and I promise I'll have a guest on soon. <laughs> if you have any questions you want answered, if there's anything you've been dying to ask me that you have never been able to, this is your chance. So go ahead and send anything you want in if you want to be addressed or if you want your shit answered. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have um that little like question box thing on Instagram story but I, I fucking hate that thing because it like limits your characters and I feel like when I ask questions I always have really long questions I don't know about you guys but if you feel like Instagram is limiting your characters you can always just send me a DM and it'll just be super easy if you want to support me and this podcast you can go ahead and click the link in the podcast description or in my Instagram bio and buy some merchandise everyone's been getting their merch in and it looks incredible as we speak, I'm literally wearing my premiere tee, and it was the funniest shit ever. Um, I don't know where I was, but I was out today, and some guy was like, um, excuse me. He, like, poked me on the back, and I turned around, and he's like, um, is that, because the back of my shirt, by the way, has me in the, the green fluffy titties. But I'm in drag, and I don't think he could tell that it was me. And he was like, excuse me, um, is your t-shirt for a drag show? Like, is there a drag show happening? Like, I've been wanting to go to a drag show. And I was like, oh, no, hun, like, it's just, it's a podcast. And he literally was like, oh, okay, bye. And he walked away and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was so funny because he literally, like, saw me on the back of my shirt without knowing that it was me and was like, oh, are you wearing, like, a tour shirt, like, a, a drag queen shirt for, like, a tour, a show that's happening right now because I need to go to a drag show. For those of you guys who got your merch and are planning on wearing me on your bodies with the fluffy green titties, um, please tell me if anyone comes up to you and asks you anything about it or says something funny. Um, I just love hearing crack ass people just do weird shit, like poke people on the back and be like, is there a drag show nearby? But anyways, if you do want to support the podcast, once again, go and buy some merch. The merch is looking so good in person and I love it. Also, another thing you can do is you can be my sugar daddy and donate to my Venmo, which is also in the podcast description. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at withnayne. And don't forget to send in those questions if you want anything answered. It's been a lovely third episode, and I cannot thank you guys enough for hanging in there and listening to my crackhead ass voice once again. I love you guys so much, and don't forget, as my queen Miss Angelica Pickle says, when life gives you lemons, make applesauce. Bye, babies! Bye.